What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. This is Faraz Siddiqui. I'm here with Zach Rizzuto. We are going over everything that happened in week seven. A lot going on. Unfortunately, a lot of injuries. This was a very injury-plagued week, especially the later window. It really I feel was. like just just in that later window, like on, on the eastern on the eastern eastern time zone, like between four and seven o'clock, there was like four or five knee injuries dude right yeah. just like overall like not i mean offensive players defensive players like it, it was it was a weird weird week um and, and you know like the first thing is just like dude you know you see Brees hall you yeah. know hit that hole he's I running and, and, and you're just like <laughs> man like a mate like he looks so so good and you're like all right well that's it and you, you go on twitter everybody's just declaring him dynasty rb1 dynasty rb1 dynasty mm -hmm. rb1 and you know everyone's excited about it and then and then you see the injury and you're just like man that's so unfortunate it's so unfortunate that one, because it, yeah. it, and you think about it you're like wait like can i even invest in him in 2023 right like the year yeah. post acl you're just like is this gonna be like a jk long? dobbins situation yeah something like oh, i hope not i hope not <laughs> I, I know this one hits especially hard you know, this one really hits home as a Jets fan yourself. They did, they did finish the day five and two, so there's they your did. consolation prize. But they did. You know, Brees Hall was a big reason why. You know? <laughs> he so, was. It, it was the Jets. The Jets do right. They run the ball. They were running it really well with Brees Hall, and they were playing good defense. And you know, this defense can only do so much when if if they're gonna they're gonna have to depend on zach wilson so yeah. you know zach wilson doing ballerina moves in the backfield and like spinning around doing all this stuff and you're just like yo what is this guy doing back there <laughs> you know and yeah i'm just hoping that they, they can figure it out you know scheme up these wide receivers to help him out a little bit um you know Corey davis getting hurt too doesn't help you know it seems like he might have an mcl injury he might be out for a little bit so elijah, it's going to be the elijah moore and garrett wilson show uh second year and first year uh, wide receivers, you know, to hopefully try to get this offense going a little bit. Right. Yeah, it just sucks to see Brees Hall go down. You know, really I, I was I was very upset at that. Just from as a fantasy player, you know what I'm saying. Let's but, hope that you know they did preliminary tests. The preliminary tests are are they suggest an ACL tear. Mm -hmm. Nothing official just yet. As of right now, it's noon. You know, on on the east, in the Eastern Time Zone. Nothing well, yet. But we'll probably get something during the show. So we'll we'll update that likely. as it comes in, I think, if it shows up. Most likely. All right. All right. Well, let's, let's move on to, to the overall review here. Tom Brady and the Bucks, man. Like, what is going on there? That, right? Like, yeah. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, right? Like, they're getting it done, like, for fantasy, like, for the most part. Like, their ceilings are higher than what they've been doing. But Brady, you know, just isn't throwing touchdowns right now and this offense got limited to three points by the panthers yeah by the panthers you know this is the franchise that's supposed to be tanking they just traded away cmc and uh, this was the surprising outcome of the afternoon even over the packers and the commanders you know this one was just like what is going on because we said about it uh last week during the on a couple podcast episodes we said you know rarely do you get a reload like tampa bay had after they play a banged up pittsburgh team and you get to reload with Carolina, who's tanking, and you lose both games, and you lose both of them pretty convincingly. You know, you get beat pretty good. I mean, I guess, yeah, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, they're doing all right. You know, they don't have touchdowns. They're producing despite there not being any touchdowns, which is 
really the silver lining that you can pull out of this game. Outside of that, there wasn't much. Um, Leonard Fournette was a non-factor. Rashad White was a non-factor. Just the offense, you know, it doesn't look anything like a Tom Brady offense, or at least what we've seen in the past two seasons with him in Tampa Bay. And there were questions coming into the game, obviously, about whether the offense could be sustained, but I wasn't expecting three points on the day. Yeah, it's it's not looking good for this offense. Tom Brady's not looking like himself. I don't know what's going on, man. Like the Panthers just look like the better team, right? And this is a couple weeks in a row now. And this entire this offense has not put up the type of numbers that you're expecting from them, right? With two star wide receivers, with Tom Brady as your quarterback, you know, it's very disappointing. So, you know, you gotta you gotta downgrade this offense at this point, right? If they can't yeah. get it done against the Steelers the week before. They can't get it done against the Panthers yesterday. Like, you got to downgrade these guys. Like, which defense are they going to be able to get it done against? Right? It's right. it's it's not not looking good for them right now. So, Tom Brady right now, you know, we've we've been ranking him in the top 10, but, you know, he only had maybe – I, I got to check, actually, how many top 10 performances he's actually had. I don't think, I think it's he's been had many. many. Maybe it's been one. If I'm not mistaken, let me let me just do. I think a quick... it's the one week against Kansas City in garbage time. I think that's it. right. He has an right. off chance. I think you know he finished with I think just short of 20 points in week five against Atlanta. That's right. That's what yeah. it was. So it was basically those two weeks. Outside yeah. of those two weeks, he hasn't got it done. He's he has hardly even been a Q, QB two. Yeah, and this this is Tom Brady. You know, you don't want to say age is catching up to him, but it just doesn't look the same. We know the whole thing with Giselle going on. We're gonna leave that. It's gonna happen at some point. Yeah, right? like Tom Brady, like he, he's, you know, we, we've been we've been talking about, you know, the the uh, what did Russell Wilson call it? What, what kind yeah. of blood do you have again? Wolverine blood. Wolverine like, blood. Yeah. Tom Brady, like he doesn't have that, right? He's not no. gonna be able to last forever. It's <laughs> there's gonna be the drop off at some point. Maybe we're seeing it right now. M- maybe I I'm not you know. I suggested it. I'm not exactly sure that's it exactly. There's been a lot going on, obviously, outside off the outside the game, off the field with Tom Brady. But um, the whole offense just didn't look good. The team doesn't look good. Um, you know, he is – is he 45? Is he going to be 46 soon? Like, he's he, he's old. You know, it's funny that we're that's talking old. about, like, we're finally – we're surprised to see Tom Brady declining at age 45. It's like, no. <laughs> I don't think this is a decline just yet. You know, I'm still going to give him the benefit of the doubt because it is Tom Brady. But he's a one-dimensional quarterback at this point who is having trouble scoring touchdowns. From a fantasy perspective, in a fantasy vacuum, like if his name wasn't Tom Brady, you wouldn't be starting him. It's true. You know? It's true. All right, moving on. We talked about Corey Davis with this MCL injury already. You know, we'll see what the Jets end up doing there. And if targets end up going Elijah Moore's way, if targets end up going, you know, Garrett Wilson's way, right? These two guys, like we said, Elijah Moore, if they if these guys were dropped, just just make sure they're rostered. You know, yeah. if they start passing the ball a little bit more, they could see some value. Um, all right, let's move on to the Panthers' backfield. I want to talk about this situation because, you know, Christian McCaffrey obviously was traded to the 40, 49ers. Uh, and then the Panthers, right, they have Chuba Harvard, they have Deontay Foreman. So I kind of want to break down how, you know, this backfield, you know, uh, kind of divided touches, right? Mm-hmm. Chuba Har- Hubbard started the game. He was the main back in this offense. Um he hurt his ankle at the start of the fourth quarter, and that's really when Foreman, you know, started to get a lot of his touches. So he outsnapped Foreman twenty-two to fourteen, and he outcarried him eight to four in the first three quarters. Okay, once he got hurt, 
Deontay Foreman went off, and he ended up with 15 carries for 118 yards uh, and two catches for 27 yards, right? Yeah. Um, and then Hubbard ended up doing really good himself, nine for 63 and a touchdown and two catches for 10 yards you know, on three targets. So both of these guys did their thing. You know, we're talking about the Bucks offense, but the Bucks defense also didn't really show up, right? They let P.J. Walker throw the ball. They let DJ, Mark, DJ Moore have his first good game of the year, right? Yeah. Um, so what do you what are you making out of this Panthers backfield? Is this a situation where, you know, we can potentially get some fantasy value out of one of these guys, out of both of these guys? Are you avoiding? Are you selling? How are you looking at the situation? So the, it's what we saw, I think, was best case scenario for this Panthers offense. I wasn't expecting this type of performance at all. <laughs> you know, I don't anticipate this type of performance again. You know, P.J. Walker played clean football through two touchdowns. One of them ended up going to D.J. Moore. All of the guys that were supposed to be contributing at the start of the season were contributing yesterday. And that I don't think is going to continue because before this past game just yesterday, Christian McCaffrey was the only fantasy relevant player. But now you take that work that was going to Christian McCaffrey. There was one fantasy relevant player that you could lean on and split it between two guys and Deontay Foreman and Juba Hubbard. Um, that doesn't really spell fantasy reliable, like reliable fantasy asset to me. I look at Deontay Foreman and Truba Hubbard. They both did their things. I, I think Truba Hubbard, like you said, you know, you look at the box score, it won't tell you who was actually the starter and getting the most work. Truba Hubbard's the guy. I think Truba Hubbard's really the guy to have rostered over Deontay Foreman. But I think both have the chance to contribute on a weekly basis. It could go either way. Um, with DJ Moore, I'm not sure, you know, if he's going to be able to continue to produce like this. PJ Walker, I think, looked uncharacteristically good against the Buccaneers. I don't think that you're going to be playing against teams. You know, the Buccaneers, they on paper, they're a good team, but they were playing unmotivated football coming into it because they're on a slump. Um, they got, you know, the deepest valley of this um, Buccaneers downfall so far, yeah. and it worked out for the Panthers in that way. I wouldn't trust this production to continue each week, but I'm definitely encouraged. You know, I'm not at the point where, you know, a week after, not a week. Yeah. A couple of days after we put out that post about the Panthers offense being a dumpster fire and DJ Moore just fanning the flames, you know, what I'm <laughs> uh, just a couple of days after we put that out, suddenly the Panthers offense looks, you know, competent. Um, I'm not expecting that post to age not well outside of this week. I think that post is still accurate. I think it's still going to be a rough riding for the Panthers offense, but this is just, you know, something to hang your hat on as a Panthers fan. You have a win. <laughs> Ten targets for DJ Moore, uh, seven for 69 and a touchdown. Maybe P.J. Walker's good for DJ Moore. I guess anybody outside of Baker Mayfield can be good for for better for DJ Moore. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I think I agree with you. You know, if, if Chuba Hubbard, you know, what they said uh, was that they're going to go with both of these guys. You know they're gonna they're gonna have a timeshare, and then we're gonna ride the hot hand, right? Yeah. And you know, do you think that Deontay Foreman, the way that he closed out the game, fifteen for one eighteen, do you think he potentially ha it has the hot hand right now over Chuba Hubbard? I don't think either of them have the hot hand. You know, not yet, not yet. I think they're both good. You know, this is a situation where you have two running backs that are gonna be able to contribute, and obviously these guys aren't up to the caliber of the guys I'm about to compare them to. But it looked almost like Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, you know, the way that they were being used. Because they're both going to get their carries. They're both going to be liable to score a touchdown. You know, I think one is clearly better than the other. I think Chuba Hubbard would be my pick. You know, the way he was used to start the game looked yeah. like he was more of the primary back. But I think either of them 
are liable to have a good week for you. So there's no problem with them being rostered at all and no problem with them being started at flex or a low-end RB2 if you need them. But I don't think that the upside is going to be there for either one, either of one or the other to overtake each other in this backfield. I think that it's going to be you know split relatively evenly with you know touches going one way if one player has a big day. I don't think it's going to be something that where you know Deontay Foreman is going to um, gain momentum and be the primary back for three weeks in a row. It's going to go back and forth. I, I, week if, to week. I, if I can, you know, Deontay Foreman is a perfect player to throw in a in a trade, like as like the side piece of a, of an offer that you're yeah. trying to get somebody. Like if you're trying to trade for somebody, Deontay Foreman throwing that in there, it's like, ooh, okay, yeah. I can and, consider this deal because he had 145 yards. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and people might think that he's won this job. People might think that he's the guy over Chuba Hubbard and not realizing that, you know, Hubbard was, was the guy to start, start the game. And even Hubbard, like I'm fine trading him away too. You know, either one, like, I don't think there's going to be, unless one of these guys get hurt, like for real, like I don't, it doesn't seem like Chuba Hubbard's ankle injury is serious. He, he might be back next week. Um, you know, so like, you know, if both these guys are healthy, I don't expect this offense to do what they did against the, against the bucks. Um, no. So on a weekly you know. basis, yeah. Yeah. No, with exactly. Deontay Foreman and Chuba Hubbard, you know, you talk about trading them. I'd I'd say they have identical trade value right now, especially after the games they just put up. Sure, Chuba yeah. Hubbard scored a few less points, but it's exactly the same. You look at their stat lines, they're very similar. Oh, that's right. I, and Chuba got the touchdown too. So yeah. I'd right. argue Chuba Hubbard, you know, his stat line looks even a little bit better than Deontay Foreman's because there was no yeah. touchdown for Deontay Foreman. But Deontay Foreman had more carries. So it's like it works both ways. Now both of them have enough value. You just broke CMC and took him down his the value in this Panthers offense is now in the two running backs and they're both split very equally so this I is think the best that, case scenario if you have them right because yeah what could have happened is that the Panthers look like the Panthers they both stink and now you have dead weight on your bench you don't want to start them next week and then on top of that you can't trade them so you're yeah. thinking about cutting them so now they do their thing and you're like okay well now I have some ammo so this entire week I would just be throwing these guys into some trades and trying to figure out what I can get Two for ones, two for ones, two for ones. I'll try every yeah. team. Absolutely, one hundred percent. All right. So there's one quarterback who is absolutely playing out of his mind right now, <laughs> and that's yeah. Joe Burrow. Right. Yeah. Four hundred eighty-one passing yards, three touchdowns through the air, one on the ground again for the second week in a row. Um, no, Jamar Chase was hurt during the game. He did come back in. Uh, he seems like he's fine. Maybe he reactivated that hip injury that he's he was kind of you know, suffering from this week. But um, mm-hmm. let's talk about Tyler Boyd too, man. Eight catches for 155 yards and a touchdown. Like, he's had some good games this year. Yeah. So let me ask you a question. First, let's talk about Tyler Boyd before we go back to Joe Burrow. What is Tyler Boyd right now? What is he rest of the season? Is he a top 36 fantasy wide receiver? The way Joe Burrow's playing? Maybe. You know, that's the way I look at it. Um, I... I don't think that he's going to have this type of week every week, but he's going to be fantasy relevant for you regardless, as long as this Bengals offense continues to look the way it looks. I think Tyler Boyd, you know, he's been a good option in the receiving game. The offense has just been in a funk. And now, you know, the offense looks like it's out of that funk. It's looking really good. And with Jamar Chase pulling coverage and T. Higgins on the field, you know, Tyler Boyd, he's benefiting from drawing some plus matchups on the outside. I, I think Tyler Boyd could be a top 36 wide receiver. I would have no problem starting him as a wide receiver three with upside or a wide receiver two in a pinch. You know, I, I'm, you, I'm okay you know with this, that. You know what this kind of reminds me of? Like, remember when Aaron Rodgers was like, Aaron Rodgers? 
Yeah. He was like doing his thing. Like you were starting every wide receiver. Like you were starting Jory Nelson. You were starting Randall Cobb. You were starting Donald Driver. You were start, you know, you were starting all these guys. Yeah. Right. And it didn't even matter, um, like who was on the field. But like when you have these talented wide receivers with a guy who's just straight slinging it right now with Joe Burrow, all these guys are fantasy relevant. So if Burrow yeah. can, I mean, he's not going to pass for almost 500 yards every week, obviously. No. Um, but you know, he's averaging like 400 yards passing over the last two weeks. Um, but, which is crazy. Yeah, but you look at it as like, you know, you look at all the Bengals receivers, the worst performing receiver out of the big three, you know, between Chase Boyd and Higgins was Higgins, and he still had 14 points. You know, so it's right. like, you're not upset with that if you started him. No. I mean, maybe when you look at the rest of the receivers, you're like, okay, why can't one of those touchdown passes go to T. Higgins, you know? That <laughs> right. might frustrate you a little bit, but at the end of the day, you're not like hung out to dry. Like you're, you're fine starting any of these guys, and you're going to have the upside that we just saw you know, today, uh, not today, yesterday, with Chase going for 33. And Tyler Boyd, essentially, you know, 29.5 is pretty much a 30-point performance. So, is, is Joe Burrow just locked into the top five at this point right now, rest of the season, for fantasy? I At, at this point where he's on the streak that he's on, maybe we rank him top five. Next we have to rank him above above Herbert, rest of the yeah. season, as okay. of right now. Yeah, so right? I'll, I'll, I will give you that. I'm looking at Joe Burrow's matchup next. It's Cleveland. So I think that you're going to lock him in as a top five, you know, for this week on Thursday when we do the quarterback and running back rankings episode. I don't think there's any reason you could keep him out of the top five. So we have, I feel like Lamar is obviously in the top five every single week, right? Yeah. Even though um, he's been on a slump. Even though he's been on a slump. Josh Allen, he's in the top five, obviously. Um, I guess we'll have Mahomes there. Yeah. Right. After Mahomes, who do you have? I'm trying to think. I, I would say like Kyler Murray, but no. <laughs> um, I feel like it, it has to be Joe Burrow. It could be Joe Burrow. But yeah. Are you talking rest of season? Or are you just talking about rest next of season. week? Rest, rest of season. season? No, okay. No, no, yeah, maybe Joe Burrow. Maybe Joe Burrow. I, I think that might be it. And, and I'm thinking about, you know, the, like, kind of like the top five default that you kind of start out with every single week. You know what I'm saying? And like, yeah. you know, maybe you, maybe you knock these guys out of the top five based on their matchup. But the way Joe Burrow is playing right now, he's going to be top five every yeah, single I, week. That that's the only way. I mean, <laughs> this is two back to back. I mean, this was close to forty point performance yesterday, and a healthy thirty point, oh, well over thirty point performance um, a week ago. So I, I think that this offense, you know, you talked about them moving faster, running more plays, and going nuclear um, in the off season. It's starting to look that way. Joe Burrow right now, he is uh, he's averaging 24.55 fantasy points a game. This is in four-point pass touchdown scoring. That's RB. Oh, I'm sorry, Jalen Hurts. We forgot about Jalen Hurts. So Jalen Hurts would be top two, top three every single week, right? So yeah, we forgot about him. So he, he would be there, right? So it's like Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, um, Lamar Jackson, and then probably Joe Burrow would be right after that. Yeah. It's That's amazing what, what recency bias will do to get you to forget about Jalen Hurts. <laughs> I, I just forgot that he he's on by you know he, he had a, he <laughs> he's had on a, by right now he had a decent week the heading into the bye you know yeah. it'll, it'll help you to forget but yeah I had to look at the the, the quarterback I was thinking, to remind me of him yeah I was thinking we were missing somebody I'm like we're gonna get flamed yeah, yeah I, 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 I didn't I, get I anything in the too. comments you know I know right I, like, I see Stephen A. Smith man? is hanging around in the comments <laughs> it looks like you <laughs> can see nice nice that's awesome man um by the way just just this is just a random side note. So, so we're we're partnered with a podcasting company called uh, uh, Odyssey, 
and uh, Stephen A. Smith's podcast, like he has a lifestyle podcast. He's also partnered with Odyssey. He just signed with them uh, like maybe a month ago or something like that. So it's not a oh, sports podcast. He can't do sports podcasts because because of the fact that, you know, he's signed to ESPN. Yeah. Uh, but he does work with Odyssey, which is kind of cool. That's just a random, random side effect. So, Steve, so I'm glad Stephen A. Smith is in the chat here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so so let's move let's move on from this Bengals offense. We could talk about this offense all day. But let's move to the Cowboys. Tony Pollard, he outsnapped Zeke for the first time this year, 63% of the snaps. Now, Zeke did hurt his knee, seemed like he hurt his knee, uh, with only two minutes left to go in the first half, and then got the first carry for the Cowboys in the second half. So it, he wasn't out for that long uh, right. worth of game time. They had some red zone packages for Pollard, right? Like, mm-hmm. he got some carries inside the five. He got some snaps inside the 10. So... Th- that's very easy, right? Like they did bring Zeke in when they were like at the half yard line, at the one yard line. Zeke came in, the, came in, uh, but Pollard is being used around there as well, which is very encouraging for his fantasy value. On those plays, Tony Pollard was on the field, yeah, and he was just running motion. Like they ran the same play two times in a row. I don't know if you saw that. I, um, oh, trust me, I did <laughs> to get Zeke <laughs> in, and they, they converted. If they didn't convert, that would have been a huge conversation right there. That they ran the exact same play, two plays in a row. But, yeah. um, you know, Pollard had 14 total opportunities to Zeke's 15. Uh, he's clearly the better back between the two at this point. 83 yards and 12 carries compared to Zeke's 57 yards and 15 carries. There are things Zeke does better than Pollard. But at this point, you just got to get Pollard more touches. Yeah, what Zeke does better than Pollard is not fantasy relevant. It's called pass blocking. Right. <laughs> and picking up the blitz, you know, that kind of stuff. So that's why Ezekiel Elliott's going to stay on the field. But it's looking like, you know, they're not favoring one back over the other right now. It seems like they're truly just, you know, keep rotating them in and out to keep them fresh. As soon as you get Ezekiel Elliott tired, he's huffing and puffing, rotating a fresh Tony Pollard. When he's huffing and puffing, you put Ezekiel Elliott back in. It's like, okay, there's no really like tail of the tape to see how they're using them. Both of them are getting touches at the goal line. Both of them are getting touches in the red zone. Both of them are... Both of them are getting touches touches at the opening of drives. You know, there's no really way to analyze it. It's just who's going to have the better game. I think the way it's going to be is Zeke moving forward because every time they just like deliver him to the goal line and he's getting those touchdowns now all of a sudden. And he didn't look bad. You know, Zeke didn't look bad. He he just doesn't look like Tony Pollard. Um, You know, the run game is obviously a focus right now. I think that as, you know, the time moves forward, and Dak gets healthier, you know, obviously he's, he's back and he looked better than he did in the first week. Um, as the offense gets rolling a little bit, the passing game becomes more useful. I think we could start to see Tony Pollard kind of become, you know, a bigger piece of the puzzle. But as things stand right now, you know, neither is more valuable than the other. It's a true 50-50, it seems like right now. That's what it seems like. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's move on to Detroit, their opponent. Amon Ra St. Brown suffered a concussion in this game right at the start of the game. Um, you know, traded for him in a couple leagues last week. And then, you know, I was excited. Touting that to, one. For Look him to I play. <laughs> I was like, hey, I got Amon Ra in a couple leagues. And then all of a sudden, boom. First catch of the game, he gets barely grazed. And he gets he gets thrown out of the game for, for a concussion. <laughs> he looked fine to me. I'm not a doctor, but like, hey, man, he looked perfectly fine he could have came back in the game but whatever man what, yeah. what are you gonna do um it was but, like uh, just, it was like yeah, he go got grazed by a forearm you know and he stood up and he ran off the field it's like if you're sitting there on the bench you're like all right i don't look like tua <laughs> you know come on let me no, back man. on the field 
seriously, dude. Like, and he was like, he was confused. He's like, what? Like, why am I out of this game right now? Um, right. But, you know, hopefully he can pass concussion protocol uh, this week. With the new rules, you never know. Like, he might end up missing another game. That would suck. Hopefully mm-hmm. he'll be back, though. So just keep an eye on his status through the protocol this week. 